Welcome to the Nightly Strange, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, DMAC Uno. Live and direct from my mama's basement. How's everybody doing today? Shout out to Kilo Keys on the track, the maestro of the show. Want to shout him out. If you're trying to look for beats, you know where to find him. We'll have the link inside the episode. First off, let's uh, start off with an RIP to Michael K. Williams. RIP. RIP. Now, he played one of my favorite characters in the show The Wire. He played Omar. You know, Omar was a dude that robbed. In the show, he robbed other drug dealers. He didn't sell drugs. What he did after he sold he robbed them. But that was his whole thing. He had a code. He wouldn't, like, mess with civilians. He would just rob drug dealers. He would go from one side of town, rob a bunch of people, and go to the next side of town, rob a bunch of people. And he was also gay. You know what I'm saying? So they couldn't entice him with women and stuff. He also played the dad in Lovecraft Country, which was actually a good show for me. You know, I had a hard time watching the Tulsa riots reenactment because that was, you know, for me, that's that's a, that's a, it was just hard to watch. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, know, RIP to Michael K. Williams because uh, The Wire was just such a great show, man. Such well put together show that, you know, you'd have to watch. I've watched it at least six times over the whole season, all the whole series. And every time I watch it, I would see something new. Like, a lot of people don't know, the dude and uh, the guy that ran Homicide or whatever, the, he had the curly hair, he was in charge of everybody. He was gay, also. But he would never, you didn't catch it, because, like, one in one episode, there, in the, the, there's a Muslim dude, bro, he got shot by Omar. Anyways, he comes back into town, and he's sending the dude that works for him into these gay bars asking for Omar. And the dude that runs Homicide is in there. So I was like, damn, that's crazy because, you know, you don't catch it. It's like a glimpse of him. But, like, in the show, he's like, oh, what are you going to do? you going to come over and jerk me off? He would say it to the other officers, just, you know, busting their balls or whatever. But, I mean, such a well-put-together show. And it wasn't always just about people on the corner selling drugs. You know, it showed you the police. It showed you the people at the docks working. It showed you how the schools worked, how the politicians. You know, it was a really, really great put-together show. And he was a great character in there. I liked Omar because he would roll up with a shotgun whistling a hunting we will go and he'd be like i'm on now he's like either you're gonna drop the drugs down to me or i'm gonna come in with this shotgun you know and so everybody they would scream omar omar's coming omar's coming so r.i.p to him man he was a great actor you know what i'm saying really great actor you know and his passing was he got he was you know what's going around right now is everybody's like people are dying from fentanyl because people are cutting their drugs with fentanyl like if you're a drug dealer and you listen to this what Stop killing your customers. What's going on here? You know, I saw that once. I used to watch a show called The Shield. And it was about these cops. You know, it's a cop named Vic Mackey. Anyways, though, season two, first episode is my favorite episode. Because in that one, he's like, he's he's running the drug trade in the town he works in. You know what I'm saying? He's keeping the peace. He's letting the drug dealers sell the drugs. He's like, as long as I let you sell the drugs, there's no murders in the streets. Cool. So, they, you know, they doubled up the shipment or whatever. And one of the dudes tries it. And he falls on the ground and starts, like, convulsing and dying. So what happened was someone had took all the cocaine they was pushing over to Mexico and poisoned it all. And he's like, who got enough clout to do that? And it was this other dude. And so, because he was trying to take over the drug trade. So what they do is like, you know, because they had all this money wrapped up into it. They take the day off. They drive to Mexico. They run up on the dude. They snatch him up off the streets. They they rush him and then take the guns off of him, kidnap him, and then make them pay him back for the money they just lost. They go get the money. They keep the dude and be like, nah, he got a warrant in America. And they drive him back to America and turn his ass in. And it just gets crazy after that. But I saw that once. You know what I'm saying? It's like, maybe you should only buy drugs from people that do the drugs. Because at least you know. If they don't answer their phone, you're like, well, he did. Or in jail. So, I mean, that would be a good thing. 
You know what I'm saying? And um, also, let me get back to the show, The Wire. I like the people, if you if you comment or you watch this, I know a lot of people hit me up after the show. If you've seen The Wire, tell me your favorite scene in there. My favorite scene in The Wire actually is the time when um, they had this ring. And this dude had this shop and he was selling drugs out of the shop. And Marlo comes in there and he's like, yo, that's a nice ring. He's like, let me get that. And he's like, oh, man, you know, it's, it's an heirloom or whatever. He's like, I can't get it off. He's like, you need me to take it off? Like, he's going to cut his finger off. He's like, nah, gives it to Marlo. Marlo takes it, wears it as a necklace. Marlo is uh, at this game and he's playing cards or whatever, poker. And somehow Omar gets gets um, word that they're having this poker game. So, boom, he busts in there. He robs them, right? Robs everybody in the poker game. He's like, yo, give me that ring. And so he, he robs him for the ring. And then they got mad at Omar, so they set him up with a murder. And so Omar goes to jail, and the cop that arrests him takes the ring off of him. And so the cop was wearing that. And then the cop was harassing these kids, the little kids in the show. So the kids, like, saw him coming back from a club one time, and they set him up where they had him at gunpoint, and they would pour paint on him and all kind of stupid shit. And one of the kids took his ring. And that kid worked for uh, Marlo or whatever. So Marlo's like, yo, kid, how you get that ring? He's like, oh, I just got it up off somebody. But I was like, it's just a great sequence of shows. Uh, epi- I mean, uh, you gotta watch it. If you ain't never seen The Wire, it's old school. They're using like track phones and, you know what I'm saying, pagers and pay phones. But I mean, it's such a great show. Such a great show. I wanna talk about these comments I heard from um, the artist known as Akon. Akon is saying rich people are suffering more than poor people during the pandemic. Now, some people would hear that and be like, how dare he say that? Why would he say that? That don't make no sense. Let me explain to you fellow poor people because I'm not poor but I ain't rich either you know what I'm saying like I got it but I don't got it you know what I'm saying where to go out that 4,000 now see the whole thing is if we don't work the rich people don't eat just like if we don't work we don't eat and the whole thing is people don't understand you we could all stop working today everybody that works and wants more money we could all just stop working right now and be like no we want more money and in two days, they will pay us. You want to know why? If everybody that worked at McDonald's said, nah, I want 20 bucks an hour, and they stopped working, McDonald's would not make any money. No one else come in there and get some jobs. McDonald's is done. They can't make no money. They will have to bend to the will of the people. You know what I'm saying? But everyone has to do it. You're always going to have that one motherfucker, well, I need the money. You know what I'm saying? Don't let me get some money. Because what I would do, I would go to these fast food joints, and I'd be like, how much do you make a year? Boom, I'm going to pay you for two years of work for you to quit right now. You know what I'm saying? Show these people who's boss. If we don't work, they don't eat. Rich people can't live without us. We are the consumers. We are the ones that make the products. They told you your job wasn't essential, yet here you are, making dough. You know what I'm saying? Making them money. And these jobs, I mean, there's so many jobs out there, and some of them, you see they're buckling. Some of them, 16 bucks an hour, 18 bucks an hour. Yeah, they buckling them right now. I'm saying, should have done it though. But Akon's a fool for that. But I don't, I don't, I don't listen to Akon. He made a song with that Daniel Hernandez guy that got the, the sex offender dude with the purple hair. Nah, the fuck? What's Akon got to say to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I listen to him for advice? How you gonna make Locked Up 2 with a pedophile? Anywho, I wanted to tell a story. Or I wanted to say something. You know, um, when's the last time any of y'all been fishing? Have some of y'all been fishing? I want to tell everybody about the story about the first time I went fishing. So, I used to live in Adak, Alaska. It's one of the islands off the coast of Alaska. You know, say there's Alaska, there's a whole line, and there's like the islands. And I'm the third one from the end of it. Like, I can really see Russia from my house. I used to be like, hey, what's that? They'd be like, it's Russia. 
I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Anywho, my dad's like, hey, son, I'm going to take you fishing. And I said, yeah, cool. So I had one of those little kid-ass uh, Pinocchio poles, right? So I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get me a fish. He's going to be my friend. I'm going to give him a name. And we're going to be buddies, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm like four. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, we heading to the beach. The beach was right down the street from us. We could just walk to it. We live in Alaska. It was on an island. It's like two miles long. Anywho, so we're at the island. We're down there at the beach, right? He shows me how to you know, throw my reel in there. So I'm like, you know, throw it out there. Standing there, standing there. And I'm like, dang, you know, and I get something on my line. And it's a fish. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it was like a big fish. So like, I had to let go of the pole. My dad was like, what the hell? So he picks the pole up and he reels it in, right? And it's this big, huge salmon. Like a big old salmon. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to name him Peter. And we're going to be friends. And we're going to have awesome adventures. And my dad rushes him with a hammer and starts beating him in the head. Bow, bow. And I'm just like, ah. What the I'm screaming. <laughs> he's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, that was my friend. He's looking at me he's like, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? And I watched him eat that fish that night. I didn't even want none of Peter. I was hurt. But I love the fish. I like to take my kids fishing. Actually, I had one good summer one time. I was a young kid, and uh, I had a brother, Adrian. Shout out to him. And his fan, he had other brothers and stuff, whatever, and they lived over in uh, Brownsville. And so we were right there by the marina. So every day in the morning, we stay there most of the summer, we go down to the marina or whatever, you know, get that power worm that was, like, right there on the dock, pop that, you know, pop them up, chop them up, and then we would go fishing. And, like, whatever we caught, we would bring back to his mom, and she would cook it for us and eat, and that's what we ate all summer here in Washington. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I like about Washington. You know what I'm saying? Like Washington State, Western Washington. You can live off the land. You can just get tired of like I'm tired of this shit. Go in the woods, build you a cabin, like legitly build you a cabin, have guns and ammo and live off the land. There's enough wildlife out in the woods for you to eat, enough fish for you to eat. Now in the summertime there's enough stuff growing around you to eat. Like you don't need to really buy nothing out here. You know what I'm saying? But for me, hey, I like Walmart sometimes. So, uh I can't do it. I should learn how to hunt, though, but I should like to fish. I mean, I was just bring up the fish thing. Like, you know, people take go fishing. It's fun. Do it right now. Last time I went fishing, I took my kid fishing, my son, and it was with my dad, RIP. And so my dad had caught something. And he was to told my son, he was like, yo, get the net, get the net. And my son's like, yeah, my dad's reeling it up, right? And then the water's murky, so you can't see what's coming up. And then out of, out of nowhere, you see this crab with one hand on the hook. And one hand pinching in the air. And my son's like, ah, drops today. He's like, oh, no, I'm done with this. <laughs> ah, whatever, whatever. I like that little kid. Um, also, I want to talk about something that bothers me that I think about from time to time. And that I don't think is uh, spoken up enough about. I want to talk about how Justin Timberlake sexually assaulted Janet Jackson on the halftime Super Bowl stage. And everyone made it Janet Jackson's fault. Like, Janet Jackson, I was thankful that I saw her titty. But Justin Timberlake ripped her shirt down. And they blamed Janet Jackson. Like, she did something wrong. Like, Justin Timberlake was allowed to make movies. They blackmailed, or not blackmailed, what's it? Blacklisted Janet Jackson for this. And I just feel Janet Jackson needs to get her redemption on this. Yes, I'm bringing it up. Everybody else is bringing up old shit. I want to bring that up. I love Janet Jackson. I listen to Janet Jackson. I don't fuck with Justin Timberlake like that. But I don't like how he took down Janet Jackson because he showed us her titty and they blamed her. Justin Timberlake is a piece of shit for that. 
and I want to let him know that. You know who else I don't like? I don't like Conor McGregor. I don't care that he's an MMA fighter. I don't respect him as a person. I don't like the fact that Conor McGregor is not American. He's not a citizen, yet he's allowed to roll around America assaulting Americans. I don't like that. He done beat up an old dude in a bar because he wouldn't drink his stuff. He tried to fight MGK at the VMAs. He done, done oh, so much stuff. He's assaulted many Americans all across America. And they're just like, oh, Conor McGregor. Oh, he's just, just a wild guy. Like, it's funny. It's not funny. If Conor McGregor was from fucking Nigeria and he was roaming around America beating up Americans, he would get right out. He would be deported. But for some reason, they like him. So they let him roll around America beating up Americans. I don't like that. And I don't like Conor McGregor. I think he's a jerk and he's an asshole. And I'm glad that he's finally getting his ass beat all the time. Just uh, get some of my nerves. Yep, I'm not going to keep you that long this time. Actually, I'm going to be taking a mid-season break. I'll probably be back in October. I have some things to take care of, like my health. But one thing I want to I want to see, you know, with all this technology that we have in the world and everything that we can create and reproduce, I would like someone to make a dinosaur. Yes, I said it, a dinosaur. Maybe a velociraptor or a T-Rex. I say that to say this. If you ever look up a platypus skeleton, all right, and you're going to see its skeleton, you'll be like, damn, that looks crazy as fuck. Just like dinosaur skeletons. I don't believe that's what dinosaurs look like. I don't, you know, because first they were like one color and they were like sticky skin and now they have colors on them. They don't know. I mean, it could it could just be big ass chickens. You know what I'm saying? They don't fucking know. But I want to know. I want to see what a dinosaur looks like. I really do. I like Jurassic Park. I want to see. Maybe they have wings. Because, I mean, like, every civilization in the world talks about dragons. Yet they say dragons aren't real. Bullshit. If you go to every old civilization and they got a picture of somebody in their civilization fighting a big-ass flying dragon, maybe they're real. I saw today that someone wants to recreate a woolly mammoth. Cool, bro, but make a dinosaur to eat its ass. Because that's what I want to see. I want to see a big-ass dinosaur in real life. Why not? The world's going to shit. You're making sex robots. I want to see a dinosaur. <laughs> I want to ride on a dinosaur with my sex robot <laughs> in the year 2023. I need y'all to make that happen for me, and I need that to happen pretty soon. Let's get that into production. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to keep you too long. We're going to go on a little hiatus, take a little mid-fall break. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, D-Mac and this has been The Nightly Strange. Thank you, and have a good night. You're welcome to The Nightly Strange. Strange, strange, strange. Thanks, guys.